I'm Arya Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. After a weekend of WNBA play, we had to get back in the booth to discuss. please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content on windsider.com and remember downloading the episode makes our stats look better and allows us to continue doing this important work and if you want to sponsor an episode of the windsider show email us at info at windsider.com rachel a fun weekend of WNBA games, mm-hmm. far too many of them overlapped um, for my liking, <laughs> but luckily enough, my Wi-Fi speed is working well, so I did split screen, and it was it was some good stuff, you know. Um, the the power structure, I guess, stayed the same as it were. We saw Elena Deladon come back for the first time in like 682 days, something crazy something like crazy, that, like yeah. two years, yeah. um, in a loss. But, well, let's talk about this weekend. Uh, let's start it off, you know, off the bat. The the Seattle Storm just trounced the Liberty 99-83. Um, there was, I think it was after this game that there was, like, a comment from Walt Hopkins that was basically, like, you know, everyone said that we beat the Storm without Stewie and Sue, but no one said that, you know, they beat the Liberty without Sabrina and Natasha Howard. <laughs> Which, like, full in one aspect, full respect to Natasha Howard. In another aspect, Sabrina hasn't done enough to get that respect. And realistically, like, let's take a step back. I understand you have to defend your team and, you know, create poster board material or whatever. But at the same time, you're talking about the defending champs with the defending MVP who's literally won everything um, in the past year or less. Um, And Sue Bird, one of the greatest point guards in WNBA history, Sneak peek, hint, hint towards the WNBA's 25 at 25. But I was just like, are you aware that you've won like eight games in the in your whole head coaching career? Are you like, Damn. you guys started off hot this season, but you had two wins last year and you're talking smack like this? Like, yeah, I didn't catch the comment, but yeah, I think that's that's a little bit overblown in my opinion. Look, I, again, you know, I get it. You know, disrespect CT, whatever you're going to do. Somehow spell disrespect with BK in it or NY in it. Um, but I was just like, well, uh, I don't know about that one. Well, okay. So the Sui, Stewie and Sue. Suey? Suey. Uh, Suey, that's my new thing. Uh, do show up and they showed up big in a 99-83 win. And honestly, like this Liberty team, just in general, I'm trying to think, yeah, they did have one more game uh, yesterday. So on Sunday where they lost to Liberty, but just this Liberty team, I mean, we've seen it really, really fluctuate where Benajelani has struggled at times. Sabrina, when she's been healthy, has really struggled at times and looked pretty pedestrian. Uh, Natasha Howard's finally getting back out there. But I think if you look at Natasha Howard's career, she sometimes can need a few games to kind of you know, get the role under her feet. 
But I, I mean, what's your we we know the deal with the storm, right? They might not be ranked number one right now. We saw them go into the playoffs last year, not ranked number one and kind of say, like, we're well and confident and comfortable with who we are. So we don't need that number one seed. We're fine with the number two seed. Um, so let's talk about the Liberty a little well, more. Like, I mean, just just real quick with the storm. I mean, it's yeah. such a log jam at the top. We'll get into that and the games this week. And like, you know, we're we're, we're kind of on that it's getting down to crunch time type. Not quite, but these games really have a ton of meeting. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Seattle's won two. They've got Stewie and, and Sue back, so that's great. Um, I think when it comes to the Liberty, man, after watching them against L.A., which shout out to L.A., they've now won four in a row. Uh, we'll get to them here in a little bit, I'm sure. But, you know, like in terms of a win that had to be had, I think by both teams, really, you know, New York to drop that one at home was really disappointing. And I felt like they were in control at at certain times. Like I felt like New York easily could have taken that game down the stretch, but just continuously shoot themselves in the foot with turnovers. I mean, they like it, not even forced turnovers, just sloppy miscommunication. I'm going to throw this lazy bounce pass on the perimeter. That's going to get picked off. And that's just not a turnover that that's, that's going to turn into another, that's a four point swing, you know? So um, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get the place now, obviously, yes, this team is young. Um, there's a ton of potential there, you know, in hindsight of, of, for comparing, you know, Liberty of, of years past, it's better, but man, they've, they've had a lot of growing pains and, and those turnovers in my opinion are the number one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have what three players in the top 10, Turn, yeah. like top 10 for turnovers yeah. and two of them are the top three players like you know like yeah it's but they're still, it's bad but they're still the team that like could go off and beat anyone any given night like i oh, dallas Be- because is- the, but but okay so how do i politically work like this? i think that new york has almost in my mind kind of taken over like the dallas wings like in terms of this is that wild card team that could go beat anyone any given night. I have them both kind of on that same plane. I don't know what the hell's going on in Dallas, you know, but, (laughs) but I think like they both are young. They both have that star power. They both, you know, when they're clicking on all cylinders, it can be a problem. Um, I don't know, things to debate, things to talk about. Obviously look at the standings. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a log jam with New York, LA and Dallas, but you know, New York, they can, they can go beat anybody. You can't take this team lightly. They're just so inconsistent. Yeah, but the thing is, Rachel, is you said that as a positive because you're a positive person. When I hear you say, you know, this team is taking over the role of the Dallas Wings, there has not been a point. But but I'm talking my about w, my no, I, I no no no, I I hear what you're excitement saying excitement factor, like oh yeah yeah, and and I agree with it. But like, but I'm saying just from the perspective of New York Liberty person, like. That's not a positive. That's not where this team's trajectory was looking at the beginning of this season or even where I feel like people hoped for it to be. Now, maybe it's a more realistic oh, approach, right? Exactly Dallas Wings where they, where they would be. Come on. Well, yes, in that sense, but we also I think it's fair to say started off, you know, they outkicked the coverage in the beginning of the season and sure. now have like gone back to what is respectably and understandably them, mm-hmm. right? So it's not a a horrible thing, right? They're sitting better than Dallas Wings, a team that's been in a similar process to them and had more talent earlier in that process than them. So like there is something to be said about it, but this is kind of a question I want to ask you as someone who has coached, as someone who is much wiser about uh, basketball, the W and everything in life than I, (laughs) but 
except dot no. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess my question for you is like when I've had conversations with coaches and different, you know, intelligent basketball minds, I always am like so curious about the Turner turnover thing, right? Because is it a thing that is just an aspect of a player, right? You can look at a player and say, okay, they average this many turnovers throughout their whole career. This is what you expect from them. They take risks sometimes, you know, whatever it is. Um, but I guess my question, it's it's kind of long-winded, so I apologize. But like when I talk to coaches about really good, high, high skill players, one of the things that I've heard is like, you know, if you're standing and bouncing a ball off of the, like, in the same position to a player a thousand times, by the time you get to like time 900 or 500, you're not looking anymore. You know, the players there, you're just kind of bouncing it through habit versus like the same pizzazz that you would put in the first, however many. Um, So I understand that kind of like comfortability, but I guess my question is, is like, at what point do we start to look at these teams, the Dallas wings, the New York Liberty, and do we go, okay, you have this talent you're underperforming is it the coaching or is it just flat out they need more time to grow I think it's combination of everything I mean I know that's a cop-out but yes there are there are growing pains that come with a team that's playing together I think with New York you know you're you're throwing new pieces into this puzzle that have been together we've already talked about Benajelani and if we're going to have this podcast we can't ignore the fact that she has her 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 turnover percentage is is definitely a chink in her armor of the way she plays. Now we, we, we talked about why that is. Remember um, Nikki Collin brought up the fact that, and even, even Ben herself brought up the fact that she can be a little bit rushed at times. Like she, her decision-making in that split second can feel rushed. And I think the scouting report is out. You want to rush her. You want to make her get uncomfortable on the catch. And, and she starts forcing things a little bit. That's, that's out there. And I think, you know, the scouting report is out there on Laney. So those adjustments, not just from Laney working through that stuff, but also a coaching perspective of where are we putting um, this team in this ball placement in a situation where like, we're not making these same mistakes. I also just think like, like there's a level of like, like in order to take care of the basketball, like it has to matter. It has to matter. You can't just walk out and be like, yeah, we're going to take care of the basketball better. Like you have to practice that in practice, you know, the, the five days leading up to, or a couple days leading up to that game, you know, is there an over, is there an extreme emphasis on valuing the possession? And I, those are the things we don't know because we're not in those practices day in and day out. So that's the coaching aspect of it. Like how accountable is this team being held, you know, when, when the lights aren't on and, and, you know, we're in the film room and, and they're in practice, like, like you're going to play how you practice. Um, so I would be curious, you know, from a coaching perspective, what sort of emphasis is being taken on yeah. the turnover? Um, oh yeah. And, and here's the thing that I always want to say, and I wait or I pray for the day <laughs> that I no longer need to say things like this, but let me be clear as we criticize coaches, as we criticize all these people, you know, players, coaches, media personality, whatever it is you're here for, well, specifically for coaches and players, you're here for a reason, right? Like you've already proven enough to get that position, whether there was some favoritism showed for you to get that position. We're not talking about what I'm saying is like you just because a coach doesn't, you know, a huge aspect of coaching is motivating the players, right? So you can be a, the best, you know, X's and O's coach in the world. 
that doesn't necessarily mean that you are going, and you can even be the best like connection coach in the world. That doesn't mean you're going to be able to connect to every roster of players. It's kind of your job to find roster of players that you can connect to in, in certain ways also. But like, that doesn't mean you're a bad coach because a team is underperforming and we're saying this falls on the no, coach, I mean, right? These are, like, these, this is a process. Like, this is about trusting the process. And like, you don't just go from one of the worst teams in the league to now you're a top you're in contention, like in the, in the matter of a year, like these are growing pains and these growing pains are going to last for the remainder of this year. And they're going to go into next year. Like it's a part of a process and it's not being overly critical in a way that's like, man, they're not, they're not, they're not coaching or making the right decisions or whatever. Like I can guarantee you they're in the film room talking about the exact same stuff we're talking about in a much more in-depth way than we are. Um, but it's just, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, this is just, this is just going to be the Liberty's Achilles heel. Um, but we know the amount of potential this team has, right? Like from an offensive firepower standpoint, when they decide to defend and they've got their rib protection with Tasha Howard back, but you know, it's just, I think sometimes we put, is it, what is the cart, the heart, the horse ahead of the cart, cart ahead of the horse, whatever. Um, you know, understanding that like, like the horse is supposed to be in front. Well, yeah. So. Okay. So the cart ahead of the horse, um, <laughs> Like it, 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 it can't happen even in the course of a season, right? Like I think if you're if you're the Liberty, like you're gonna take these these games and those those games that just are painful to lose. And as a fan, you're like, we're so much better than this, you know. But like that loss is gonna help pro- propel them down the road for a win that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise had. So it just takes time. Sorry, I'm off my rant now. No, 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 you're good. Uh, let's move on to the other. Uh, before we get to the LA Sparks. Ooh. Another hot topic, another key aspect of the weekend was the return of the great, the the masked Avenger. There's a name, there's a nickname somewhere there. Uh, Elena Deladon returns to the WNBA for the Washington Mystics. And eight and thirteen Washington Mystics, they lost the games. So now they're eight and fourteen, eight and a half games out of first place, uh, but a game and a half, I believe. Um, out of eighth place that is held by the LA Sparks right now. And I'll be honest, Rachel, we texted about this. We chatted about this. Yeah, you have some thoughts. Yeah, because my thing is this. And like, I I hope this comes as respectful as possible and not like, I hope people understand where I'm coming from. But like, Elena Deladon is, you know, if not the best player in women's basketball in the world right now, then she's... 100% 100% a top five, if definitely a top three, right? Mm-hmm. Even at whatever health level she's been at over the past X number of years. The Washington Mystics were eight and 13. The Washington Mystics have what, like 12 games, 10 games, whatever it is left. And I'm just sitting here like, why? Or maybe it was 10 games, 11 games, whatever. I'm just sitting here like, do you risk it, right? Because realistically, if the Washington Mystics win out, let's say, so then they're talking about maybe like a six seed or a seven seed, and they're going to have to play a game or two of do or die elimination to go to a series to go and hopefully go to another series. And I get that's the ultimate goal, right? Is to make the finals. But like, I, I just question and granted, she played phenomenal in reduced minutes. It's amazing. I love to see her out there and no team should ever throw in the towel. I just quit. Like, I don't know. Is it wrong to have that question? No. I feel like it's a fair thing. I don't want her to get injured in a lost season. And maybe they did the calculation. They don't think it's a lost season yet. But like, 
I don't want someone of her caliber, anyone in general, to get injured in a lost season and possibly miss out on what amazingness could happen. But think about it. I mean, okay, so it's already been 680, 682 days. True. You know, imagine, (laughs) imagine like, all right, let's just, let's just, let's just call it a wash. Let's just sit out. So then, so then we're into like, what, you know, I I mean, I'm not 900, 850, 900 days before we're even talking about the 2022 seasons. I mean, that's, it's that's, true, and she doesn't play overseas. That's, that's that's a lot, you know. And I think as a competitor, I can't imagine how difficult it's been to not be able to play the game you love, you know. So I understand your concerns, and like, you know, I I have to believe that they've been overly cautious and delicate with this return. And maybe maybe this is one of those things. It's like it's now or never, you know. I've got to get back out there. I've got to get my body accustomed to playing again, and and see what happens. I mean, there's still so much basketball to be played in her career, in my opinion, um, you know, and I, if, if, if any team could hit some ridiculous, crazy stride, you know, the Washington mystics, you know, with, with their star power has that, has that ability. I mean, do we think the Dallas wings are going to No. do we think LA sparks are going to No. <laughs> you know? So like, so like say, say the mystics just inch themselves into the playoffs, even as, even as, even as a, even as a seven seed, you know, like you could just, you could win, that, that elimination game. And I mean, I don't know, you know, so I don't, I don't think the season is a wash for Washington. I think this could be, it's, it's primed for a really cool experience and run. I think there's the potential, um, are the odds against it? Of course, you know, I mean, they're, 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 they're eight and 14 right now, 10th place in the league. But I think anyone who's follows this, followed this team, you know, show, shows that there, there's something special here, especially if you can find a way to integrate Deladon with the way Tina Charles has been playing cloud coming on a little bit so no i think that your questions are valid um we all just want elena to be healthy and we want her to be like you know have a long wonderful successful career that never ever ever ends but i mean for me i think if this again my my perspective i'm in her shoes i would be just chomping at the bit to get back out on the court um and just see how my body does you know yeah hey body looked good right she was taking contact hitting shots Doing classic like Elena Deladon slow motion floating yeah. in the air. Well, and she said, you know, she like, said after the game, you know, she's like, "Well, we'll see how my body is, you know, like after the adrenaline wears off." So that'll be interesting, you know. Like, is it one of those things where she makes it a game and then it's like, "Oh my god, this that was too much." Like, I don't know. Like, the, we'll we'll find a lot out this week, but tomorrow actually, we have a lot of fun games to talk about tomorrow. But I mean, I think your your questions are valid, but I'm just really excited she's back. Yeah. Oh, as as we all should be. <laughs> Phoenix Mercury get a win over the Dream. The Dreamer just tail spinning. Um, you know, look, the Ooh. third coach in, during this season now lost eight in a row. Uh, lost eight in a row. You know, didn't do any trade. I I will say, okay, everyone was like, oh, Kennedy Carter trade deadline. Blah 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 blah. Um, last topic topic before we talk Sparks. Um, and honestly, like I we're not Rachel, trading Carter. Feel free to chime we're not in. trading her. Well, like, my thing is just this. If you look at the contracts, a lot of these players who play Kennedy Carter's position aren't necessarily going to be around for that much longer. Mm-hmm. They have her on a rookie-scale contract, and they don't have a coach or a GM. So how stupid would ownership be to say, hey, we're going to trade away our trade pieces mm-hmm. or, like, all of our, you know, trade value before we hire the person right. who is then going to hopefully guide us to the next stage of our career? Yeah. I just think that would be ridiculous because you want that person to be involved in whatever moves you're going to make so that it fits into their plan. Yep. Um, moving on to the 
LA Sparks. They get a couple wins. Uh, now what on three, four game four win game streak? Win streak. On a one game win streak. Four game win streak spreading over the break. LA Sparks looking good. Neck. They have not lost since Neca. Uh, came Which back. Really, I mean, you know, I'm not telling anybody they don't know anything. They don't know. I mean, just how 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 valuable and how how much of an asset she is to the Sparks team and Tolliver. And then how about Shanae? She made an appearance again as well. So yeah. Um, you know, I think that LA. It's just it, it's it's a second half season for them. You know that like this is yeah. a team that has as much fuel or motivation to make the playoffs than anyone else. Think about it. Like they can't be a lottery team. That would be a train wreck. <laughs> like like they have to find a way to make the playoffs. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. Look, they're sitting at eight right now. I agree with you that like if we look at seven through twelve, Liberty, Sparks, Wings, Mystics, Dream, and Fever. There's two teams in there that I'm like, I, you know what? They're going to find a way to, cla- you know, scrape, call, crawl, whatever it is uh, to get into the playoffs. It's going to be the Sparks and the Mystics, honestly, through, right? Mm-hmm. Like Liberty, I haven't seen enough from. And as horrible as it is to say that, again, we're going to have Liberty, Wings, Dream, Fever uh, in the bottom four. Would I be uh, shocked by that? No, just just kind of where the, if I look into my crystal ball, that's what I'm seeing. Um any final thoughts? I know we wanted to talk about this, but we got to get going soon. The WNBA 25 best players, 25 years of the season. Um, Rachel and I, you know, I'm, we're, we won't lie. We went through the list together. We looked at it. We <laughs> debated with each other uh, the players to be on it. And the players we did not turn not, in the same list, okay? We did not turn in the same list because, as you know, Rachel and I <laughs> will not agree on everything, um, even though she thinks she's smart. Uh- but, like, there was some really it tough ones tough. because it came down to, okay, you know, individual awards, team awards. Um, and then there's players where, you know, they have all those individual awards. You know, Like Angel McCaudry, she's a player that, you know, we went back and forth with a lot on. And some people might scoff at it, but you look at the list and there's, you know, you don't want to be too dated in modern people or too old and older players. Um, but Angel McCautry, one of those players who like has been to m- many finals is at certain points carried her teams to those finals is finals is, is definitely <laughs> not the right word. Um, but she was just one of those tough players. I'm not going to reveal uh, where we sided on it, but she was one of those tough players where it's like, ooh, you know, she checks this box, but not that box. Yeah, there's, How do we decide? Yeah, there's a lot like there's a lot that like the first 20 are fairly like, okay, these are, they have to be in here, you know? And then you get to the final five ish, three to five ish. And like, I mean, you could sit there for, for hours looking at numbers and stats. And again, it all comes down to the metric, you know, you individually think about, you know, like for me, I kept falling back and thinking about just sheer skill, you know, like, like I'm thinking about certain players like a Liz Cambage, like, like, versus accolades and awards and MVPs and championships. So like, how, how do you gauge what your top 24, top 25 is? So um, really challenging exercise, N- not fully complete, but you know, yeah, we, we definitely are, are getting close. We got to turn those in. I'll, I'll be very um, excited to see the final list when it, when it's announced. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm very curious to see, you know, what other people, I wish I could see everyone's individual list or I hope some people publish um they're 25 just because it would be interesting to see like you know fans media kind of where the the differences were um all that data would be 
pretty pretty cool yep. well rachel as always i appreciate you making the time hold on i want to talk uh, about the games show. coming up oh good call because because we got a big one tomorrow on tuesday and i'm i'm very upset that it's not on national television um, what game is on tuesday Las Vegas Aces and Connecticut Sun. Again, we talk about that logjam at the top of the standings. It's going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN3. While at the same time, Seattle Storm and Minnesota Lynx are on ESPN2, flagship, whatever you call it. I kind of wish that were a little flip-flopped. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, notoriety, fine, whatever. Sparks Mystics, honestly, I think will be a good one, too. Hopefully, Delhi. That'll be a good one, too, Um, because, I mean... You know, you've got L.A. coming in to your house and like they're feeling confident, as confident as they have all year. I mean, oh, yeah. And Washington's still kind of figuring out what do we have here? Does Deladon play again? How is she feeling? Um, that'll be interesting. You know, Chicago Sky and a dream. You know, that's why we have not talked about Chicago on this podcast. My beloved <sighs> Sky. <You want> to? <laughs> no, I just I just it's just disappointing, you know, like so. So if you're Chicago, that's yeah. a must win. I mean, obviously. So, oh yeah, well that's a must win because that's one of their few games in the rest of the season that is against brutal the second half record. schedule. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they need to pick these wins and use these wins yeah. and losses honestly. Like I've been stressing this. They need to do their best to be in the set like to skip the first do or die. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. And but more so than that, just hit the ground, you know, like hit a hot streak right before the playoffs. You know, like that's the point of the season that we're at, in my opinion. Um, yep. If you want to have a deep playoff run, like you're not going to go on a, yep. what, like they've got, let's say they've got 20 games left if they make it to the finals. You're not going to go 20 and 0, right? So like realistically, you need to just hit that at the right mm-hmm. point that, I mean, mm-hmm. just my thoughts. Um, But hey, they'll probably beat the dream. That's a perfect game. And I completely agree with you. We have, the top four teams playing against each other. And then we have two teams that are fighting for those last playoff spots uh, playing each other. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. For Minnesota, that. Minnesota and Seattle will be a good one. I mean, I'm going to have to do the split yeah. screen on that. That's going to be, I hate when they're at the same time. It's so frustrating. It's, I mean, all <laughs> four games at I know. the same time. Damn, could we have staggered I, them a little bit? Right. Um. All right. Let's do a pick them right. real quick. Rachel, aces or son, who are you going with? Oh, I'm going Sun. Yeah, me too. Um, Sparks Mystics. I just haven't been impressed by the Aces recently. Sparks Mystics. Who are you going with? I think Mystics. Me too. Um, even though I like the scrappiness of the Sparks, I just think I would love to see the Sparks yeah. win it, but I I don't know. At at Washington, yeah. that's tough. Yep. Storm Links. I'm gonna go Links. Ooh, ooh. For the, for the, I'm going. Storm. I mean, I, I think it'll be storm, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go crazy here because we can't have the same boat. And I think, you know, Minnesota at home, they could, they could get hot and have a great game. Fowls could be dominant. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Sky Dream. I think we're both going yep. to Sky. All right. So <laughs> it comes down to Link Storm, uh, the Minnesota native, not going with the home team. But hey, Rachel, appreciate you as always. Have a great rest cool. of your day. Peace.